this morning, as you see, liturgy has come to and close a little bit earlier because we have following immediately the Vespers of the Holy Spirit, which would be a very unique service, and we didn't want anyone to miss that. That's the service in which we will kneel for three prayers that the priest reads from the royal gates behind me. And so that gives me, this is an old joke, about 40 minutes to preach this morning. I won't trouble you that long, but I do want to give you a few ideas as we prepare ourselves to receive the Holy Spirit this morning. If someone said to you, what does a true Christian look like? How would you describe them? If you said to somebody, who came up to you and said, what does a Christian look like? Describe a Christian for me. Perhaps some of you here would say, ah, Christians go to church on Sunday. And you know how I feel about that. That's like saying if I sit in a garage overnight, I'm a car. It's not that easy just to come to church and automatically, mystically, magically, we become Christians. There's something more to it, is there not? There is something more than just coming to church that makes you a Christian. The Lord said in one of the Gospels, you will know a tree by its fruit. If I walked up to a tree and I saw apples hanging, I'd say, it's an apple tree. And if I walked up to another tree and it was pears, I'd say, that's a pear tree. So you will know a tree by its fruit. That's what the Lord said. And in one of our epistles, St. Paul to the Galatians, that's a group of people, he wrote something that was very insightful that is very appropriate for this morning. He says to us, there's basically two plots of land you can plant in when you go through this life. You can plant in what is known as the worldly of the flesh, and you can plant in really the spiritual and that which is holy. And he says, the fruit of planting on this side of a worldly kind of flesh attention, he gives us a list of what will be produced. He said, what are the works of the flesh, of the material, of the human worldly thinking? He says, a long list of things, fornication, impurity, licentiousness. I didn't know what that word meant. I had to look it up. That basically means loose living for those elderly in the crowd. Idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, anger, selfish, dissension, party spirit, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and the like. And he says, St. Paul, that people who display these kinds of things, he says, not me, will not inherit the kingdom of heaven, period. Why should they? If I love this world, why should I go to the other world if you're so in love with this world? So Paul is pretty poignant here. And then he says, ah, 
But the fruits of the Spirit, what are they? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. When you look at a tree, my beloved friends, and you see those fruit hanging off that person, we can make two conclusions. We can say that those persons have the Holy Spirit in them, the Holy Spirit growing in them, the Holy Spirit producing the fruit that hang from them, that you and I will witness and you and I will share of that fruit. And then we can say, that's a true Christian. You can measure your own lives against that ruler. How much love do I have? How much joy do I have? How much peace do I have? How much self-control do I have? How much kindness do I have? How much faithfulness and goodness do I have? You and me all have to look in the mirror to answer those questions. And if we're struggling with that, that's okay. Because like anything in life, to grow a fruit, it takes a couple of things, does it not? To grow the fruits of the Spirit, my beloved friends, basically means we have to deepen our connection with God. Basically means for me, Father Pandeleimon, to reproduce in me the life that we read about in the Gospels, which is Jesus Christ. If I can reproduce Christ's life in my own life, now I have begun to grow some fruit. Because Jesus was exactly that. He was not only nice. He was the goodness of the goodness of the... He was the source of goodness. He was not just a man who brought joy to people. He brought unbelievable joy to people. And like anything, when we plant a field, we have to grow it slowly. And it takes time. There's no such thing as overnight holiness. There's no such thing as in one day I've become a great tree. You grow in the Lord slowly, little by little, taking care, small steps. It's a small, slow process. Just like a child, we have some children here, they don't mature in their faith overnight. Just like all of us, I was a lot, a lot less mature in my earlier years than I am now. My wife sometimes disagrees with that statement, but that's another story. But it's true. We didn't just appear on earth the way we are. It's a process of growth. And this is exactly what today is teaching us. The Holy Spirit will come and dwell in us. And if we want the fruits of the Spirit, we have to be careful of what we plant and where we plant it. Are we planting in our hearts 
envy, jealousy, gossip. Well, whatever you plant, my friends, guess what's going to grow? Whatever you plant grows. And where we plant. Am I hanging out with the wrong crowds? I was recently chatting with a young man who was just married, and he was conveying to me the various activities of fun he was having with his friends. And I said to him, half jokingly and half seriously, forget your friends. You're a married man now. Your fun is with your wife. Your going out is with your wife. Your date nights are with your wife. Your football game watching is with your wife. And everything that follows. It's so easy to plant in the wrong places. If I planted him and he was going out and doing other things, you can see what's going to grow. Nothing wrong with going out with friends, of course. I'm using it just as an example. It's a beautiful thing to have friends. But the primary things, where I plant and what I am planting. And this leads us to what the Lord said in today's gospel. He says, the one who believes in me, out of his heart will flow living water. What does that mean? Is it not true, though, that every single plant on the face of the earth drinks the same exact water when it rains? And it's that one singular water that gives irrigation to all the different trees and fruits on the face of the earth. So while you have growing in each one of us different fruit that God has blessed us, the gifts he's giving us, the power behind that growth is the one spirit. This is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit made mere fishermen into apostles that changed the world. And here I am 2,000 years later talking about them. Fishermen, guys who hang out at the docks. It's the Holy Spirit that made St. Nectarios, St. Nectarios. It's the Holy Spirit that makes mere bread and wine the body and blood of Christ. Yesterday when we were here with our friends for the Psychosabato, it's the Holy Spirit that makes us all one family because we were all born from the same womb, the baptismal font. This is the womb from which we all came out of. And it was because of the Holy Spirit that we are now united one to another. That's why we say there's no such thing as separation. One family, one church. It's this Holy Spirit, my beloved friends, that as we kneel today, you will hear long prayers. I know they're tiring, and I know kneeling in this can be very uncomfortable, but the kneeling is not just for the sake of kneeling. We know from Noah's Ark, you know, I like using examples. Remember Noah let out Noah's Ark? It rained 40 days and 40 nights, and Noah let go of a, I think it was a crow, a raven. 
And when the raven went out, it never came back to the ship, to the ark. You remember the story? He lets it go, but it never comes back. Because a raven will sit wherever it can sit. And a raven will feed off if it saw their dead corpses of animals or whatever the case may be. That would have gladly eaten from that. But when he sends out the dove, the dove is a clean bird. And we know from the Gospels, the Holy Spirit is represented as a dove. The dove didn't just go and sit anywhere. The dove goes and finds the clean and the pure, and that's where it sat. And it took an olive branch back. When we kneel today, we're all calling down the Holy Spirit. We're all, the Holy Spirit's going to descend here today. But can it really sit on all of us? Have we made the landing pad clean like it should be so that it can come and dwell on us and in us to produce the fruit that God wants from us? And if you don't think you can do it, I have news for you. They were just fishermen, and they did incredible things through the power of the Holy Spirit. The Lord said to them, wait here in Jerusalem. Wait till you get power from on high. This is the power that the church is calling down upon all of us. May we be found worthy as we kneel. Ask God. Ask the Holy Spirit to come in you to change your life, to fill all those things that are lacking, those areas in our hearts where we're not really enjoying to look at. Those are the areas that the Holy Spirit will come and fill and purify and correct and heal. We have to ask, though, too. May the Lord bless us in a few moments. You will see it's a Vesper service, so you will bear with us. It's going to be about 30 minutes. 35 more minutes. God bless and keep us and a beautiful, beautiful prayer ahead for all of us.